Welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the What I Love About Men podcast. I got a special episode for you today because it's all around female hormones and PMS. But before you run away or put this on pause, please don't, uh, because there's a lot of great information that will make you double think and triple think before you say certain things (laughs) around a woman. Um, But also it's for the women out here too, to claim ownership over the fact that we can't use PMS as an excuse to be bitches to our men. So (laughs) this episode is really beneficial for men and women because Grace, who is my amazing guest today, lays it all out in terms of how women are structured hormonally on a monthly basis and what that looks like. Clarity is power, right? Knowledge is power. And when you know how to what to do with that knowledge and you know how to communicate around it, it really helps. It will help you so much in your in your relationship. So I am excited to introduce to you Grace Rash. Grace Rash is a holistic hormone specialist with a background in integrative nutrition. Her mission is to help women better understand their body and cycle so they can heal their period problems naturally. Grace facilitates this healing inside of her premium online program, the Hormone Balance Blueprint. Inside this program, she teaches women how to understand and appreciate their cycle provides them with the necessary tools to implement, and offers endless support through both one-on-one and group coaching. Okay, Grace, thanks so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to learn from you. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to talk about it. This is a topic a lot of guys uh, are confused about or feeling insecure about because they know nothing about it. So I think it's good to just get the basics um, as far as, you know, women's hormones, how they can react um, to a woman when she is hormonal. Um, because we, as we know, a lot of guys are just in this place of what am I supposed to do? And Mm -hmm. I really just want to start this conversation off with that. Um, a big question coming from guys is how am I supposed to react to her? Like, actually, first of all, before I jump into it, I would like to know what, what got you into this? Can you share some of your story? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'll start with my story. So, um, I have a background in integrative nutrition, so that's kind of what I started with and, Um, I actually ended up having a lot of hormonal issues myself growing up and because I was in this realm of natural living and holistic medicine, I knew that I wanted to treat these problems naturally and really could not find any answers. So, you know, I started out going to doctors, going to OBGYNs and the only information I was getting was here's some birth control. Good luck. And I wasn't going to take that. I mean, I knew that there had to be something better. So I did a lot of research, um, a lot of experimentation and um, was blown away by how complex and beautiful the female body and cycle is and the way that our hormones um, complement that so well. And so um, it really sparked something in me to be able to share this with other women, because not only was I able to heal my hormones naturally, but um, in the process learned so much that 
both, I mean, of course, men, but women too, even don't even know what's going on inside their own bodies. And so it's really amazing to be able to spread awareness around this topic. And I love that I'm able today to share this to a male audience because I'm used to talking to women. And I think that this is so important for men to understand as well, because especially within a partnership, I mean, you're in it together and, you know, you have to, to be able to understand each other um, on a deeper level. And, and when it comes to a woman and, and her body being very complex and, and the cycle really, and we'll get into this later, but the way that our hormones um, affect our physical, mental, emotional, I mean, every realm of a woman's life. So yeah, that's, I'm excited to be here. Oh, that's amazing. I love that you took the yeah. holistic approach and, and really wanted to find a way to figure that out. And especially, yeah, yeah especially guys, like they just want to, they, I, th- I feel like they really want to be there <clears throat> for us. And they realize this is like a tough time, but at the same time, like I said, mm-hmm. I think it's the insecurity of just not knowing and that lack of education makes it very difficult to kind of, yep. you know, understand her and not know how to communicate with her about it. So the main question I'm getting back to is how do I react to her? Like, how do I know if she wants to be alone? If she wants to be with me, like what, how am I yeah. supposed to know? Yeah. So, um, communication is definitely key with this and you have to start with the understanding that every woman's body is different and the way that a woman deals with this time of her cycle is different so especially when we're talking about you know PMS is usually like the more (laughs) when we're a little bit more snappy a little more cranky and when guys are like I don't know how to deal with this and um I think it really comes down to the uh misinformation around PMS and and women acting this way and thinking that there's kind of like a one size fits all. And that's really not the case at all. And that's why communication and just having an open dialogue is so important. So, I mean, asking your female partner what it is that she needs from you instead of assuming that either she needs more attention or she needs more space. Um, Because I think something that's tricky is sometimes us women, when we're dealing with these symptoms, our crankiness comes across as get away from me, don't touch me. But some women want you to tend to her even more so. And maybe that's even fueling her, you know, anger during this time because you're kind of stepping back because you're a little thrown off by Mm. her being more on edge. But really she wants you to kind of coddle her and can I help you? Like, is there anything I can get for you? And when you're not doing that, it can kind of make that, you know, you know, it it can make it a little bit worse. And so, but then there are other women that do need some space and the key is really just to ask. And I mean, she's us, we're not going to get mad at you for, for asking and for doing your part. And I think that that's the biggest thing is men, um, can tend to be a little embarrassed or, or get a little shy when it comes to talking about these topics, because unfortunately our you know, we've kind of been conditioned culturally to have this be sort of a taboo topic, like the idea of woman cycle. Um, But we want you to be able to to have an open dialogue and to ask us what we need. Because like I said, sometimes we can be giving off the wrong impression. and, And maybe what we need is just a nice little snuggle sesh or, you know, make us make us some soup. Like, I don't know, just like, it, it can go either way. Um, it probably it, depends on your love language, right? Like what's your main love does. language and like, how can you ramp that up during the time when she, when she needs Yeah, exactly. And I think a good thing to know, just like a quick little side note is when I say, um, like giving her more attention, it also depends on, you know, typically 
this PMS week or like the week before women's period, our libido tends to be a little lower. Now it is still very bio individual. It depends on the woman. So maybe try not to, <laughs> you know, if, if we just want cuddles, maybe we just want cuddles and that's it. Um, so be respectful of, of boundaries as well and always ask, you know, what she needs and um, be respectful of that. I think that's the next, the next part of it is if she is someone who needs more space during this time and you have that conversation and she says, you know, I, I'm just really having a rough time this week. I just need some space to kind of like clear my head and blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, be respectful of that and know that it's, it's temporary. Don't take it personally. That's the biggest thing I think is that a lot of men can, you know, they're mirroring that sort of frustration because, you know, it's, it's based on our, our hormones being, being out of whack, but for men, it's almost like we're, they're mirroring our, uh, you know, our moodiness because they're like, oh, like, okay, well, if you want me to get away from you and do this and that, and they tend to get, they take it personally, really. And I don't want you guys to take this personally because it is a very vulnerable time in a woman's cycle. And, you know, she may say things that she doesn't normally say or mean. Um, and, and the key is to, to listen. And if it is, give me more attention, be proactive about that. If it is, give me some more space don't take that personally and, and just respect those boundaries and know that within a week or two, you know, things will be back to normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. that I love sense. that for a guy. Yeah. For a guy's perspective. And I think now, like if there are women listening and I just want the guys to know this, that, um, you know, women have to take ownership too. And we have to realize, all right, communication is in my power too. Like I can be mm -hmm. proactive in telling him what I need and not letting him assume because the female body is so complex and I think, yeah. you know, more women need to step up and say what they need and what they're feeling. And so that guys aren't clueless or in that awkward place where they have to ask. Yeah. So I think if we work together and we're both proactive about that communication uh, regarding yeah. her body and her cycle, it's really the best bet because we want guys to have boundaries too, where it's like, I don't want to put up with, you know, her being a bitch and just call it her period, you know, and women do tend mm -hmm. to do that. I think a lot of us, I myself do this. Like I take advantage of the fact I have a period and it makes me moody and it right. hurts my brain. So I use it uh, as an excuse sometimes and that's not fair. And, um, yeah. you know, I think it's really in the tone of voice for men to ask, you know, are you on your period yes. instead of what are you PMSing? You know, most guys yeah. will just come in with that sarcastic, like rude way of asking us where it just makes us moodier and more pissed off. So it's like, pay attention to your tone of voice like while you're asking her. And then as far as the women mm -hmm. goes, just realize him asking that is maybe him really trying to understand you. Like he's not trying to be a dick. He's trying to understand. And we need to both be, you know, communicative about that. Yeah. I love that point. Actually, I made a note of that to discuss that as well of, of the tone of voice or just the way that you phrase things. Because I think like <laughs> the, the worst sentence a woman like can hear from a man is like, you're on your period, aren't you? Or you're PMSing, yeah. aren't you? Oh, having uh, that shifting oh, the tone from, yeah, I know. shifting the tone from being accusing to being more inquisitive, I think is the key of not, you know, not necessarily bringing that up right after you, got, you guys just had an argument or something like that, where you're like, you're on your period, aren't you? You're a little moody right now, you know? And instead of just instead shifting that to just being inquisitive. And, and like I said, with having an open dialogue, and I like that you mentioned that it, it is a two-way street here. I mean, communication takes two people to be open. And, um, you know, a lot of women, like I was talking about with kind of the cultural 
conditioning aspect is that we've been raised also to kind of view this as a taboo topic and to kind of keep these things private and a little bit more hush hush. And sometimes it can be embarrassing too for women, even though it is their body and it happens to every woman. I mean, a huge, you know, mindset shift has to happen for women to be able to to look at this as just a natural thing that happens instead of something that they should be ashamed of. And so I think that's a good point um, that you made too, is just to keep in mind that women, if, if women are, are listening right now, you guys have to be willing to talk about these things as well. Cause you know, we tend to feel embarrassed and feel shameful, but having that open dialogue is so, so key. And, and like I said, just making it more of, just an inquisitive conversation of, of, you know, you trying to understand your female partner's body and then women being willing to discuss it openly because it's going to better your relationship in so many different areas when you actually have that understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And you will get into, I I'm interested to get into the benefits of like understand of guys understanding the cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do want to touch on, um, the fact that, a lot of guys think that women, just all women get moody and during their, during PMS, um, and that, mm -hmm. and that they all like get bitchy, but I think it's important to understand like some women and, and they think that we get this way because we have cramps or because we have a headache. Like, I don't think they understand mm -hmm. the, the change in the brain chemistry. Like it's a literal yeah. change in our brain. It's not just us yeah. feeling in a bad mood because we have a stomach ache. Like that's not what this is about. It's, hormonally like our brain is going through something and shifting and mm -hmm. shifting. so we're not feeling ourselves like even we are not feeling ourselves and that's frustrating you know I cried over a fucking plant last month because it was dying <laughs> like <laughs> and my my boyfriend my uh the guy I was with at the time was like you're you're crying over a plant like are you okay and I was like no I'm not listen okay. was, those are our children if you're a crazy plant lady <laughs> I'm really no, not. That's like, a I tragic moment. It. So that's <laughs> and besides Pico. <laughs> that's funny. But some women get angry. Some women get sad. And I think like, exactly. it would be cool to ask you like, what exactly, can you explain like what's going on in the brain? That's that shift that makes us act different emotional ways. Yeah. So that's something that's really cool is that mind body connection that happens during a woman's cycle. And so um, basically as a woman approaches the week of menstruation. So between that week before, which is kind of the PMS, like bitchy week, and then the week of menstruation. So when you're on your period, the right and left brain hemispheres are actually communicating, um, on a deeper level than they normally do. And that's why we are very much more, I guess the nice way to put it is in touch with our emotions. <laughs> um, and you know, we're able to it, it's hard to say because you have to think too, a lot of women do struggle with hormone imbalances and that can kind of come into play in terms of how severe symptoms are. Like with you saying, some women are just off the wall, like super moody, super crampy, tons of headaches and other women, it can be more mild, but no matter what, um, no matter what level you are at when it comes to your symptoms, that is always there, that, that mind body connection is always there. And so that week, um, it's interesting because our communication skills are not the best. Uh, we'll get into that, but that's typically, uh, the midpoint of your cycle. So around ovulation, that's when we are like the best at communicating. We feel the most confident. We're able to articulate our thoughts a little bit better, but during 
the, the week approaching menstruation that we're talking about is that's where we are super, super in touch with our emotions. And so that's why it's very important to not discount this as a woman just being totally crazy and, you know, both men and women blaming it on hormones because yes, our hormones are affecting that shift. It is making us more vulnerable um, and more connected to our emotional state, but you should pay attention to what comes up during that time. I think that's a really important thing because a lot of the time we, you know, every other time in our cycle, we're kind of suppressing these emotions. And then since that connection is a lot deeper during the, you know, leading up to the week of menstruation, things come up that we've been suppressing. And so it's really important to pay attention to what it is that's coming up because those are the things that we might need to be paying attention to because it's a very intrinsic time for us women where um, because we're so in touch with that emotional side, we're, we're really turning inward and we're able to kind of observe our life on a larger scale um, and just get really like up in our feelings and um, yeah, I think that the biggest thing is to not completely discredit what comes up by just saying like, oh, she's just crazy. She's it's hormones or even for a woman too to just be like, okay, like thoughts just go away. Like I'm just, you know, I'm on my period. That, that's all that it is because sometimes those are things that need to be addressed. And especially when it comes to a partnership, um, you know, it might be something that you guys need to work through. So if she starts accusing you of all of these things that you're just like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? You must be PMSing or are you on your period? You know, that, those kind of thoughts start to come into your head. Like these come out of nowhere. They may have come out of nowhere, but they are most likely things that could have been bothering her and she was suppressing. And now that she has that deeper connection to her emotions, they're coming up. And yes, she won't be the best at communicating those feelings. And that's why I always say, to take both men and women, take note of what comes up during this time and then maybe save it to discuss on a deeper level later when we can kind of center ourselves as women and, and we're not in the midst of like hormonal craziness. Um, but it is important to pay attention to it. I hope that made sense. I was kind of all over the place with that. Yeah. So you're kind of saying like know your partner and pay attention to their habits or their, you know, what happens to their body when they go through these stages. So can you like, yeah. can you go over and make it more obvious in terms of what the, like ovulation, like there's PMS, mm -hmm. ovulation, when is, when is ovulation exactly? Yeah. So, um, that was something that's definitely a huge thing to understand is the way that the cycle works as a whole. Some women don't even really understand. What yeah, I don't. I'm literally asking for me. Yeah. So yeah. So, <laughs> Explain um, the cycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in, in my program, when I, when I work with my clients, um, that's one of the first things we cover is that our, um, our cycle actually has four phases, which is not something that you hear too much about. Um, typically, you know of like the week of your period and ovulation. Um, ovulation being like, that's when your libido is the highest. That's when you're most likely to get pregnant and all those things, but it's not like a super important stage um, to most people. And then PMS is just kind of like its own thing, like before your period. But really what's happening is the first um, week of your cycle is when menstruation occurs. And so that's typically anywhere from like three to seven days, um, depending on how heavy the woman's cycle is. And then after menstruation, we enter what's called the follicular phase. Um, and so our energy levels are starting to rise again until we hit ovulation. And that for most women, if you think about um, a 28 day cycle, because typically it's around a month long, anywhere from like 28 to 32 days is the average. 
typically for most women, it's that midpoint. Um, so if you have a 14 day or if you have a 28 day cycle, sorry, it'd be day 14, but that depends cycle to cycle, depending on stress factors. Um, there are so many things that can kind of mess around with, with when we do ovulate, but there are some physical signs, um, as well as just some kind of mental and emotional signs that can tell you when you're ovulating. Um, but yeah, that's, that's typically when women are feeling most confident, they have a higher sex drive, um, their hormones are peaking. So estrogen and progesterone are kind of what's been fluctuating the entire cycle. And so menstruation is when it dips way, way down. And that's why we're more vulnerable. We have lower energy and then it's peaking at ovulation. And so we have the highest energy we're going to have our entire cycle. Um, we feel so that that's the week after typically like after menstruation. Usually two weeks after. Two weeks after. Yeah. The week, yeah. So the, the, the phase, and I don't want to get, this isn't something that men like have to have like down pat of like, oh, follicular phase is between menstruation and ovulation. But mm -hmm. there is like a, a week, week and a half long phase in between those two. And that's really just signifying that our, our hormone levels are steadily increasing until they hit a peak. And that's what triggers ovulation. Um, and so that's a really interesting thing too, is because that's when really we are feeling our best and feeling most in tune with our body. Um, mostly just because of the biological response of that's when our body is wanting us to get right pregnant. Like that's it. when we're, yeah. So, I mean, you're feeling good. And I always say that that's like the best time, um, because not only are our communication skills the best, so it's the best time to, um, maybe talk about things that, might've come up during that week of PMS or menstruation that you weren't really able to articulate, save it for, for that, you know, those two weeks after where your communication skills or her communication skills are going to be so on point. And then the other thing to note is, um, this is a great time to just like plan a nice date or do something fun because our energy levels are higher. We're much more social during this time as well. And so we, we want to go out, we want to have fun. Um, and because we're feeling more confident, like most women tend to like to get dressed up and go out on a nice date. So it's cool to be able to kind of plan around that as well, like plan your relationship even around where she's at, because it's going to make for a more fulfilled relationship. And then, yeah, PMS that's a great point. Be, I just want to, I just want to, um, yeah, come in here when it comes to, I always like, I always tell the guys it's who are in relationships. It's good to have that talk once a month where you can just check in with each other and say, hi, how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling about me? Let's just do a recap yeah. of like how we're feeling. And that's a good, that's a great way to even ask her like, Hey, are you, where are you on your period? Like, are you feeling like what, what stage of your cycle are you? First of all, it's impressive as fuck. Like if a guy <laughs> asks yeah. you that, you're like, Ooh, okay. But, yeah. but to do it during that stage when she's most communicative and not a stage when she's like tired and grouchy, you know, is will really help have that conversation, have it flow and have it be yeah. more positive. So I think that's a, yeah. that's a interesting point. Yeah, that's an awesome way to pair those things because doing that check-in is really important and you want to do that when her communication, when she's able to articulate the best. So she's really able to kind of take a look at, at what's been going on say the last, you know, month or so and be like, okay, like, this is where I'm at. You know, this is what I've been really enjoying. This is what I haven't been enjoying. Um, and, and that's a good thing too, is, um, as we get into communication is just having, um, kind of the verbiage of, of never accusing and, and pointing fingers, I think is a huge 
thing, um, especially when like respecting where woman's at in her cycle. Um, but just, just bringing things up in a very, um, you know, like a way that respects both, both sides of the relationship. And you're more than, I mean, of course you're allowed to bring up things that are bothering you. I mean, if you didn't, then you wouldn't get anywhere in your relationship because how something that, um, it's funny, my, my husband used to always say to me because I, used to be so bad at communicating. He was like the big communicator and I was actually the one that wasn't the best that I would kind of bottle everything up. And he would always say to me, how am I supposed to know what I need to do differently if you don't tell me what's wrong? Like I can't fix things that I don't like if I don't know what's happening. So I had to kind of think about it more positive positively of like, I'm not accusing him of anything and he's not accusing me of anything. We're just opening this up to where you know, we can steer the relationship in the right direction because we know what's coming up for each other and, and what, not really what needs to be fixed, but, um, you know, what we would prefer, you know, just situations, how you handle situations. Together. Yeah. Yeah. What to work on together. Oh, cool. Yeah. That. Okay. Let's jump back. Cause I interrupted you. So we were just talking about the fine. ovulation phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then, um, the phase in between ovulation and then when you would start your period again, which would renew the cycle is called the luteal phase. And that last luteal phase is usually the longest phase of a woman's cycle. And it's the last half of that phase, which is like the last week, which, um, would be what women refer to as PMS. And that's because really, if you look at a chart almost, um, of, of the estrogen and progesterone that are shifting throughout a cycle. It's, you know, way, way, way up during ovulation. It's slowly starting to dip down as you approach menstruation again. And that's, what's triggering these PMS symptoms are those hormones just taking like a deep dive down. And when they hit their lowest point, that is what triggers menstruation again. But the reason that typically symptoms are most severe that week before is because those hormone levels are taking that deep dive. And so, you know, our body is, is, you know, going through a lot because our chemical makeup is shifting, like our hormones are shifting. And so that's the best time um, to incorporate self-care and really, um, you know, opening up that time to allow your partner to take and even encourage her to take care of herself during this phase too, because, um, you know, that's, that's when we, are most anxious. That's when typically our energy levels are starting to dwindle. Um, we start getting a little more cranky or mood swings. You know, most women experience cramps and headaches and things like that, which kind of exacerbate the <laughs> crankiness, I guess you could say. But um, the best way to support um, your partner during this phase, number one, is to be very calm and understanding because she most likely will be on edge. Um, and I do want to make note too, um, with the work that I do, this it doesn't have to be this way. This typically is most women's hormones are out of balance and that's why most women do experience these things. Um, but it, it'll be a varying degree for all women. And, um, what I do is work with women to get to the point where these symptoms are very, very reduced, if not eliminated altogether. Um, so it, it's a good to note that depending where her hormones are at, um, in terms of being in balance or an imbalance, these symptoms will be more severe but the best way to support, like I said, is to be very calm and understanding because the worst thing you want to do is reciprocate kind of that on edgeness because that's, there's, you know, it's, you're not going to get anywhere if both of you are just butting heads and she's the one whose hormones are going all over the place. And so since you're able to 
come from a place of of being very calm and being supportive um that's really the best thing and um yeah and to, i think it's yeah, easier like, for guys to do that when they understand where she is you know otherwise it's yeah. just annoying and frustrating if you don't understand you know so yeah yeah and like you said it's not it's not for a woman um you know we don't have an excuse to like blame our hormones on that obviously we're responsible for the way that we're reacting as well but you do have to take into account the fact that there is a biological shift happening but for a woman but then there's not for you so you're really able to kind of to um i guess get yourself together a little bit easier because you don't have that internal factor affecting your mood so you know if you can can be the one to kind of take control of your emotions and realize okay these things that she's saying they might be influenced by, by where she's at in her cycle, you know, but without saying you must be PMSing, we've already addressed yeah. that as like not the thing that you say. Um, address it again. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> it might need to um, be said again. Right. Yeah. But the, this phase is um, self-care is, is the most important. And if that means, I mean, if you guys have kids taking, taking over, you know, that role and being like, Hey, I'm going to go take the kids out. You know, you take some time for you, like take a bath, read a book, whatever you want to do. Um, or just encouraging her to take time for herself and giving her the space to do that. Um, and I mean, if you want to be like best partner, boyfriend, husband of the year, like get her a massage, like do whatever you need to do. Um, because that will set her up for a much easier week of menstruation when when you can kind of take charge of of that week before where you're pmsing um but yeah that's kind of the gist of like all the different so like i said there's those four different phases but really the key points that you need to understand is um you know the week of her period and then knowing that the week before her period is when she starts experiencing these pms symptoms and ovulation is like the midpoint of the cycle. So typically, like I said, it depends cycle to cycle and, and woman to woman, but it's typically that those two weeks after, um, her period. So just, just being aware of, and I will say too, there are actually some, um, you know, there are a lot of apps for women that allow us to track our cycles. And I know of a couple, I'll actually, I can send you the link, Stephanie, if I, um, find it, but I know that there's one that has like a complimentary, I think it's like an email thing for men. And so it's like synced to her app and it will email you like where she's at and like ways to support her, which is really oh, cool. And it has different, amazing. yeah, yeah. It has different categories of, you know, kind of where she's at mentally. And then it gives me some tips on like where she's at sexually, like what she would need more of what she would need less of based on where her hormone levels are. So um, I know that the app for women is my flow but I can't remember what the complimentary um thing for men is but I'll send it to you okay yeah yeah Yeah. send it and then I'll put the link in the description just to let people know yeah that's awesome I love that a question I have is does it change when you're in a relationship do symptoms show more or are you just more aware of them because you're dealing with another person um I think that it could be a little bit of both um it definitely it, you might, it might be brought more to your attention because you, like I said, you have that person kind of mirroring your, like sometimes you don't realize that you're acting a certain way or like you're, you have a little bit of an attitude until it's towards someone else and they're reflecting that back to you. And you're like, Oh, I didn't realize I was getting snappy right there. Like, I'm sorry. Um, and so I think once it can 
kind of make it more apparent when you're in a relationship because you have that other person kind of mirroring everything for you. But I also think that sometimes I do think that symptoms could increase because number one, um, if you're sexually active, then everything is, is heightened. Um, and because, I mean, if you think about it from almost a primal perspective, if we're with a partner, um, that, you know, we're sexually active with and like, we're treating them as our partner, we're with them, you know, even if we're not living together, but we're with them a majority of the time, our body kind of realizes like, oh, we have a mate, like we're ready to reproduce. And so it like kicks everything up, especially around ovulation. You know, you, you get a lot, (laughs) you're much more likely for, um, like the week of ovulation, typically if we don't have a relationship and we're not like out in the world, we're not just sitting at home and we're like, wow, that's weird. I just feel like 10 times hornier than usual this particular day. Like usually it's not as apparent to us because we also, I will say too, um, you know, during that week, there are pheromones that are kind of just like lingering undercover that aren't super apparent, but men's bodies will react to women's bodies on like kind of a subconscious level when we are ovulating. Um, and so in a way, kind of intrinsically our you know, men's bodies do sort of become aware of our cycle, but they don't from like a cognitive standpoint, like they can't really think about it and be like, Oh, like she ovulated yesterday. That's why things were, you know, yeah, yeah. They're not paying attention to that. (laughs) Yeah. But, but I do think for sure that, that symptoms, because everything is kind of heightened when you have that partnership and your, um, you know, all of like your sex drive and your hormone levels are, are responding differently because your body senses that you're in this time for, because you have to think about everything from like a primal standpoint of like the whole point of the time to make baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) But that reminds me, that's cool. Cause that reminds me of a, that stripper study they did. Did you hear about that? Where like strippers during ovulation made uh, 60% more tips. Oh my gosh. I have not heard about that. Yeah. Then like women who are not like they like took women who are actually, yeah. 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 You see all those pheromones are going on. The men are like, why does she like, they just, they don't realize that she's like way sexier than she was last week. But (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They don't know why. It's just like, it was the same women. I think, I think it was the same women that they like took and put in a different strip club or something. I don't know. Yeah. That is hilarious. No, I didn't hear about that, but I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I had another question and I lost it. Oh no. Um, yeah, this is great. I really think, I really think it's just coming out of this understanding that every woman, like you said, every woman is different. She has a different cycle. Um, and you can ask her, you know, don't be afraid to ask her what part of the cycle she's at. Um, that mm-hmm. would help you and just say like, I want to learn. Like, I want to, I want to know your body. Mm-hmm. Always back. Yeah. Up. Don't just say, Oh, where are you in your psych? Or like, what are you right. speak? Like, it just sounds you know, it just, it's all about tone of voice, you know, like going yeah. around it, but you're not a weirdo asking her where she is. You know, if you guys are in, if you're in a stable like, long-term relationship, definitely not if you just met, but like yeah. really, I think it's very sexy for a guy to care about that and to ask about it. And for us to say, oh yeah, like this is my, this is my horny week or like, just like share that. <laughs> and, like, let's like have fun with it or use it to our advantage. Yeah, definitely approaching it in a way that is like you're wanting to learn. And I mean, if you think about 
the way that that translates like in the bedroom. Like most men are afraid to ask a woman like what she likes or what she wants because they feel like it makes them seem like they don't know what they're doing. But it is like yeah. 10 times sexier for a guy to be like, what do you like? What feels good? That doesn't make you seem like you're uneducated. That makes you seem like you want to learn her body, which is like the best thing that you could possibly ask. Yeah. So you have to think about it as kind of that analogy of you're not going to seem like you said, like a weirdo, like, are you on, like, where are you at in your cycle? Like all nerdy and weird, but like, it's, it's great because it's showing her that you're wanting to understand her at a much deeper level than most men are even willing to. Cause I mean, a lot of men will be like, Oh, I don't want to hear about that. Like, Ugh, period gross. Like, and, and you have to think, like I said earlier, most women are embarrassed to talk about it too. And so if you show up, and you show that you're willing and, you know, really wanting to learn and understand this, then she's going to open up as well. And it's, she's going to appreciate it at the end of the day, because like I said, most men would never even think to do that. Um, because not only do they not have the understanding, but they're, you know, they're scared to, to open that conversation up because it's like a very taboo kind of touchy subject. So it's going to mm-hmm. benefit both of you in the long run. Yeah, totally. Even if she is on her period, like I know for me, like sex feels good. Like it helps me with my symptoms when I do have mm-hmm. sex during it. And I know a lot of women are the same way. Like it makes us feel better if we're cramping or something like sex actually helps. So, you yeah. know, for guys to be like all weirded out by it and not even ask, cause I would never say to like me personally, I would never say to my partner, like, Oh, have sex with me, like on my period. Cause I'm not sure like if he feels okay with that. And so it's just yeah. like, a sticky subject sometimes if you're not like, that fully committed into the relationship so yeah. I think it's good for guys to say like what do you want me to do do you want me to have sex with you like do you want me to do this do you want me to do that like give her options and then yeah. you know she may do something that would really you know you would feel really good as well like you know based yeah. on how she copes with it so I think it's just mm-hmm. good to never assume she's going to be a certain way like ask her don't assume because you never know like maybe maybe blowjobs are her way of getting over <laughs> Right. No, I was going to say too, I mean, a lot of women that don't, because I mean, you can go either way. Like, I'm glad that you touched on that. Some women, um, you know, men and women, they are totally fine having sex during a woman's period. And, and that just varies person to person. Some people on the woman's side, some women don't like it, but for some women it actually, like I said, or like you said, it helps relieve cramps and things like that. Um, but that's another thing too, of just having a discussion and being like, is this something you want to do? Is it not something you want to do? And like you said too, I think a lot of women, because they're very, like their energy levels are lower and they kind of turn inward. And, um, we almost are in like a, a more caring, like nurturing, you know, like we just want to snuggle up with a blanket, you know, that could be her time. She, you, you never know. You could approach her with this and her be like, you know what? I'm, not feeling so like I don't I don't need anything right now like I really just want to relax but like I'm more than happy to please you like that could be a time for for you to kind of like get your special treatment because she doesn't really feel like she needs and you know what I mean like yeah it's really cool and it actually helps kind of like vary your sex life as well because everything's not just like the same all the time because you're able to have this discussion and, and change things up and, and do things based on where you're both at energetically and mentally and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that point. Cause that's so true. Like sometimes we're just, especially during that time we're like, I feel gross. Like, I don't want to, like, I just don't want to be touched, but I'd love to touch you, you know, cause we still, yeah. 
especially if you're asking about us and you're, you know, caring for us and helping us out, we'll do, we'll more likely be like, all right, yeah, way back much now. more likely to, <laughs> to you give you some, yeah. Versus you being like, oh, what are you PMSing, you bitch? <laughs> like, yeah. you're definitely not getting anything. So yeah. at least try. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is great, Grace. Thanks so much for coming on. Is there anything you can? Okay, out of so we covered a lot today. So yeah, I'm leave, leave the guys with like three important facts coming out of this episode that like you don't Ooh. want them to forget. Three important facts. I mean, I think the first thing is just being willing to understand, um, and and being willing to to open yourself up to this new thing because it is. It is a learning experience. Most men don't really understand what's going on when it comes to women's cycle. So first is just the willingness to to understand it and to realize that it's something that will um, positively affect your relationship in the long run. Um, the next thing I think is to have that open dialogue and that open communication, um, and then just always keep yourself in a in a headspace and just just able to to open yourself up and be more vulnerable and then, and kind of reflect that to your partner as well and really be a safe space for her to, to come to you with these things. And then the final thing is definitely to understand that every woman is different and then every cycle is different too. And so to always be respecting her boundaries and to always be asking her what she wants. Um, And I guess that comes back to the open communication, but, but really just being on top of, you know, what do you need from me? What can I do to help you? And uh, just take into account that it might be different. And that's why it's important to not feel, obviously don't ask for like every single day, but you know, always, always, you know, maybe week to week or a couple times a month or something, just have that discussion because it's going to change like based on women's stress levels and you know, she's got enough sleep, like so many different factors come into how she's going to feel month to month. So just always keeping that, you know, making a habit of that, like checking in and being like, what do you need for me? Like, you want to go like snuggle and watch some Netflix or like, do you need some space? And like, I'll go, you know, work on something in here or, you know, just so understanding, being willing to understand, having an open dialogue and being a safe space for her to come to you and then always checking in with her and seeing what she needs, I think are the biggest things. Oh, those are great. Yeah. Perfect. I just want to say thank you, Grace, for doing this research and educating women on their bodies. Like I, for one, learned a lot. I took notes. <laughs> really, so awesome. I can track my period, and I'm totally going to use that app too because I want to experience yeah. it and I want to see, uh, you know, the male side of like what's possible within that app. That sounds awesome. So we're going to put the link yeah. in the description for that. Um, but yes, just thank you. Thank you so much for like caring enough, you know, to to take care of people in this way and to educate my guys today on the show. So really appreciate yeah. it. Really appreciate what you're thank doing. you. Yeah. And thank you for the opportunity to give me this platform to actually talk to. Cause like I said, I don't often get to talk to men about these things. I'm usually talking to women. And I think it's so important to have both parties like on the same page and understanding what's going on. So thank you for this opportunity. And I hope every, everyone enjoyed and got some good, some good tips to start implementing. Yes, I'm sure they did. Hey guys, well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I sure did. I took so many notes. Um, And if you need to check out that app, which I 
highly recommend. I looked into it a little bit and it is super fascinating. Um, I'm going to link it in the description below along with Grace's information. If you want to reach out to Grace, um, all of her info will be in the description of this podcast episode. So thanks for listening through guys. And remember to have patience with your woman when she's going through, um, certain, when she's going through her cycle, certain times are harder than others. And it's not just, you know, like we said, it's not just about cramping or headache that puts us in a bad mood. It's brain chemistry that literally changes who we are and how we feel about who we are. It's very, it's very... It's, it's difficult, all right? It's not, it's not the easiest thing uh, to go through. But at the same time, as women, if you're listening to this as women, we, we have to have communication with our men and tell them, you know, how we're feeling, probably why we're feeling that way, and not use it as an excuse to be bitches, but to inform them and also, you know, maybe pull back in the relationship if we can't handle not being a bitch, then remove yourself from the relationship for that moment because it's not his fault and you shouldn't you know, put your emotions out on him. Um, anyway, but we covered that all in the episode. I'm just getting excited talking about it again. So like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Grace's information is in the description. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world, and I'll talk to you soon.